0: Thank you for your grace Thank you for your plans for me Thank you for the change That's happening deep inside of me Yeah, for I'm so grateful Beyond words could say Yeah, yeah Here I am to thank you today Thank you for your grace, ooh, thank you for your plans for me. Thank you for your touch. Ooh, and all that you've prepared for me. Yeah, for I'm so you, Lord, for your spirit, and thank you for your truth, God, that transforms our lives. Have your way in us today. We give you all the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a doer of the Word, and we'll be reading from James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. So grab your Bible, a notebook, maybe a pencil, and let's read God's Word together. Verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So one of the first things we pick up here in this verse is that hearing the word and doing the word is not an either or situation. James is pointing out that it's necessary to have both. We are meant to be a conduit in the kingdom of God. The word flows in and the works flow out. Just like a river that flows properly brings life to the land and growth. And in the same way, a river that's not receiving from the fresh water source is eventually going to run dry and not be able to do the work that it was doing and bring the nourishment that it once had. And then there's that river that is still receiving the water, but there is no proper outflow. And without that outflow, there is overflow. And that's how swamps are made. So being both a hearer and a doer of the word is so important in our spiritual lives. And like it says here, otherwise, you're deceiving your own selves. I can't help but think about the parable that Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 10 about the Good Samaritan. Let's turn there. In verse 30, Jesus says, And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. So this poor man gets robbed. He gets beat up and he's left for dead. And the first two that come by are a priest and a Levite, both of whom are definitely hearers of the word. They both have religious titles and roles and duties. And both of them who know God's commandments, especially one of the greatest, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Look at him and literally pass by on the other side. So they see him and they avoid him. Here's of the word that love being the part, but not doing it. And then you have the Samaritan. Now the Samaritans were very much looked down upon by the Jews. They had a lot of disagreements, like where the proper place was to worship. The Jews obviously believed it was Jerusalem, and the Samaritans did not, which caused a lot of issues. The Samaritans were also half Jewish, half Gentile, and really the Jews wanted nothing to do with them, and vice versa. So anyway, this Samaritan who finds this poor, beat-up person who just came from Jerusalem, all of a sudden, none of that mattered anymore. And petty differences faded into the distance. And that Samaritan responds with compassion for what he sees. One thing I want to point out is unlike the other two men that came to the same situation, they moved to the other side. They avoided. But with the Samaritan, when he saw him, it says he went to him. He engaged. And then what? He uses his own resources. He takes his oil. He takes oil. Wine. He cleans out the wound. He bandages it up with whatever he had. He takes the man and he sets him upon his own animal and then makes the journey to an inn, investing his own time, going out of the way. Definitely not a convenient thing. And then he pays his own money for his stay. He stays with him and cares for him throughout the night. I mean, the sacrifice of his time, of his ability, and of his treasure is beautiful. The next day, he pays the host to care more for him, and then he plans a follow-up return. I mean, this is ministry 101, serving of time, talent, and treasure, especially when it's hard. This is sacrifice, like what Jesus did for us. This is the heart of God on display. So Jesus then says at the end of his parable, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Now, obviously we're going to say guy number three, but Jesus is making a lot of important points through this parable. And he's showing us that it's not just about what we know, but the content of our character that is important. Living out the word, Not just hearing it or knowing it. James chapter 4 verse 17 says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Wow. So that transitions us right back to James chapter 1, picking it up in verse 23, where he says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. So the word of God is like a mirror for us. It helps us to see our strengths and our weaknesses and the ways in which we need to repent, to change. It helps us to see who we are in Christ and what he calls us to do. It's the Word of God that shows us this. So being a hearer of the Word is crucial. But if we then have no change of living or walking out His Word in obedience, it profits us nothing, except maybe to be more puffed up with knowledge and pride, because there's not that flow that's going back out. Jesus gave the greatest warnings to those that lived a hypocritical life, those that believed one thing and yet lived another. We also read about this back in Ezekiel chapter 33, and God is speaking to his servant about this same thing. In verse 31, he says, And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart go with after their covetousness. Wow, so there again is what it means to be a hearer of the word and not a doer. And now going back to James chapter one in verse 25, we're gonna see the blessing that comes when we are both a hearer and a doer of the word. He says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, He, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And amen. So let's sum all of this up. Number one, we want to be a hearer of the word, just like we're doing right now, receiving his truth into our lives, that it can work in us and on us and through us. Number two, to continue in that, to keep that constant flow coming in. And like it says, not forgetting what God has shown us through His Word, how we should repent, who we are in Him, and how we should walk it out. And number three, being a doer of the Word, walking out the works that He's already planned for us to do, living in obedience to our Father and Almighty God. And what comes after that? The blessing of the Lord upon you and all you put your hands to. So invest your time. Invest your talent and abilities. Invest your treasure, your finances. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Just like the Samaritan displayed for us. And may we all live out a life of eternal value and purpose. I love you guys, and I so look forward to picking up where we left off. I'll be right here, same time, same place. Remember, you and study with me every Wednesday, and we will tune into God's Word together.